Welcome back to Voice of the Parrot. I am your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio by Zoltan, the podcast bird, as well as the giant dog. And what typically happens when I'm recording is the giant dog will snore. He never snores any other time or breathes super heavy unless I have a microphone going and I'm trying to record something important. And then he just saws logs and makes a racket. So since this is more of an animal-oriented podcast, if he starts snoring, so be it. I will try to do some editing, but you may end up with some sweet sounds of doggy slumber in the background. So (laughs) that's how it is. And I have tried a couple of takes here with Zoltan and the crew and I haven't really been happy, so I hope I've got the formula down good this time. Zoltan's getting warmed up with the vocals over there. I hope he picks up in the microphone. And one thing I've been really noticing is every time I go to record, he clams up. So I'm glad we're off to a good start this time. And I was hoping with this podcast to kind of demonstrate exactly how vocal these tiny little itty-bitty birds can be. And when you get five of them, and they're all competing for noise vocalization championship, whatever they do. I don't know. They just all start singing. It is fun. I love it. I love it. But not everyone does. And uh, yeah, I thought one thing with this podcast is it'll give everyone an idea out there. If you're on the fence about getting a bird and noise could possibly be a factor, maybe these guys will kind of give you a little bit of an idea, tiny bit here and there as to what they're like to live with. So anyway, he's he's starting to warm up, it looks like, and he's starting to get his, his little expressions going, and he fluffs up his feathers a certain way on his head. He's really cute. So who is Zoltan? Oh my gosh, he is the love of my life. I love Zoltan. He's my little budgie parakeet. He got it all started for me this time around, and I got him March 5th of 2022. So I've had him not quite a year and a half, and he actually just turned a year and a half old. So he is just a little cutie, and he's nothing special as far as colorization goes. He is a mutt, budgie, pied morph. I don't even know what they call him, but hes I've seen lots like him on Facebook and on Google searches and even on YouTube, all sorts of places. He's kind of white on top and splotchy blue down to his underbelly and butt area are really bright sky blue. And then on the top half, he does have bold black markings on his wings and some of the striping, they call it barring on his face a little bit. It's kind of broken up. He's mostly white around his head, except for a little bit of that bar coloration. And um, yeah, he's just adorable. I love him. And he has the the little blue cheek patches too. So (laughs) he just, he turned around and looked at me because I was looking at him. Anyway, so as I had talked about in the last episode, I had found a cage that was just the perfect cage. Oh my gosh. And perfect size, just what I was looking for. And these people decided not to get a bird. So they had a whole bunch of toys. They bought this starter kit for birds and it had food dishes and perches and everything you needed. Right. And I think it had some millet and I think even some food in there. So 
I went and got that and I got the cage pretty much all set up. And then I shopped for budgies for about two weeks before I went shopping for Zoltan. And I just didn't see anything in my town that really grabbed me. I waited to find out like what day the big pet store box stores, you know, got their shipments in of birds. And I went a couple weeks worth of checking out their inventory. And they had cute birds and they even had some unusual colored birds, but none of them just really grabbed my attention. And so I planned a trip up to the next big city and there's an exotic bird store up there where they raise their own birds. And I think they raise their own budgies. So the day that I went there was a Saturday. I went pretty early in the day. And they had two huge cages of budgies. And I want to say they had to have had upwards towards 30 or 40 budgies per cage. And at least the one that, that Zoli was in was just out on the... It was their first day out on the showroom floor. They were right at six weeks old. They were right weaned, just weaned. And there they were. And he was the only one with his coloration. They had all different colors. They had really beautiful birds. They were all cute. But he was the only one like him that day. There just weren't any colored like him. So I kind of looked around for a little bit. And I wanted to just check out a couple more stores that I'd written down. So I told this lady I needed to go to the store. And I left, checked out a couple more pet stores. Nothing was really in my head. Nothing really grabbed me. So I went back and it was probably about an hour, hour and a half later. And she goes, oh, you came back. I didn't know if you would come back. And I said, yeah, I want to get my bird. I, I know which one I want. And so she went and got the owner. And he was a really nice gentleman. But when I showed him which bird I wanted, he reaches in, he grabs Zoltan. And he had him kind of, he wasn't squeezing him. He wasn't holding him rough, I don't think. But he had him totally immobilized. And then he held him up to my face. And he was like, is this the one you wanted? And I was like, yeah, 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 that's him. I'm trying to back off. And he's pointing at Zoltan's nose. He goes, it's a boy. You can tell by the color. And he holds him up to my face again. I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's great. Let's go. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk or anything. I just didn't want this terrified little tiny baby bird right up to my face. It's like, oh my gosh, he is going to be terrified of me. And he was. He was. Poor little guy did not enjoy his first experience being handled. <laughs> so this guy ended up getting a phone call and having to go next door. He still had Zoltan in his hand. He wandered around for a little bit, taking care of people's questions, comes back over. They had to get the number off the band, yada, yada, yada. He had probably been in this guy's hand for upwards towards five minutes. This bird was petrified. Oh my gosh. And then he gets shoved in a box, had to drive for about not quite an hour before he got put in his new cage. So he was a stressed out little birdie. Oh my gosh, his first experience with me was not fun. Not by my choice either. So that just made me just want to win him over and it took longer because of that experience, I'm convinced. And Zoltan was one of those birds and maybe because of his experience, I could not bribe him with millet. He didn't care at all. Who cares? He was determined not to interact with me. So the first week I had him by my home office desk where he could sit there and look at me and hear me talk on the phone and he was around me all day. And of course that first weekend I brought him home, I walked by the cage quite a bit and spent a lot of time talking to him and letting him settle in, made sure he was eating, drinking water, all that good stuff. 
And by the first week, I was able to get him to step up very reluctantly. He was still terrified of me, but he, he was doing it. He was doing it. I didn't have to really prompt him that hard. You know, if you just barely kind of touch your finger to him, they kind of automatically step up sometimes. Um, it's just kind of a natural thing. And the way I got him to kind of start taming was I used myself going away as a reward. So as soon as he would step up, I would have him on my finger for a couple of seconds, put him back, and then I would go away and I would say, good bird, good bird. And the next time I would go just a, a second or so longer and put him back, good bird, good bird, and I'd go away. And me going away was his reward. And it actually works. You have to really watch their body language and really feel their little feeties too. Because then what I started to do is as he sat on my finger... Once he was tolerant of sitting there for a few seconds, I could kind of tell when he was just a tiny bit more at ease, just relax, just a tiny bit. And as soon as he would do that, he got to go back on his perch and I went away. And I used him relaxing as a means of giving him his reward of me going away. And every time we had just one of those tiny little micro progress moments, he got rewarded by me leaving him alone. And it actually worked. Now, the first time he ever came out of his cage, I had moved his cage by that time into my living room, which is just a few feet away from where I have my work desk. And so his cage was in there. I made him a little, I made him a play stand out of PVC pipe and covered the, the little perches and everything with twine and natural jute string, that sort of thing. So the first time I moved his cage in there and it was time to clean his cage again, I decided to shut the living room door and just leave his cage door open. And I just tried not to work around him that much. I was just changing the tray underneath of him and everything. But he still spooked and he was still a baby bird and he was still not accustomed to flying and it was still a big enough room. I probably shouldn't have done that. Live and learn, right? And you don't know. But they don't really have a whole lot of control over their flying because they've always been in a small containment system their entire short little life. And they don't understand the concept of walls and that sort of thing. So he was kind of hitting some walls, but thank goodness he didn't hit anything like head on or super hard. It's more like he'd be flying along and kind of glean into it to the side and everything and it'd kind of throw him off. And... At one point in time, he ended up on the floor kind of not knowing where he was or what direction to go. I was able to kind of bend down, kind of gently pick him up and put my fingers around him and get him back in his cage without, you know, terrifying him too much. And he appreciated that. I could tell he appreciated that. And then the next time out of his cage, he wasn't quite as chaotic. He was still a little stinker. It took me a while to get him where I would consider him tame. So again, I got him March 5th, 2022. I would say it was probably at least June before I consider him to be where he was consistently stepping up on my finger for me, that sort of thing. And by that time I got Aggie. And as soon as I got Aggie, he suddenly decided he was going to behave himself and just be my buddy. And that's kind of usually backwards. Usually you get another bird 
and the bird's attention is on the second bird and they just kind of diss the human. But he wanted to impress me, I guess. I don't know. But by then, I had spent so much time with him every evening talking to him after work, spending time with him, fussing over him, everything that I think I endeared myself to him quite a bit. He was a little stinker, though. He just did not want nothing to do with my hands. And I swear it had everything to do with how he was handled in that pet store. He was just kind of rough manhoused as far as I was concerned. And I think it did have an effect on him. But the good news is, once he decided that he loved me and he was going to be my buddy, we have been buddies ever since. Oh my gosh, when you win over a bird, it is the best thing ever. And sometimes those journey stories are, it's like a bigger payoff, right? You appreciate all that hard work all the more, I swear. Oh my gosh. So I'm not sure at what point in time it is. Now, when I get ready to post this, I'll put some links in the blog on the website. So just go to voiceoftheparrot.com if you're interested I found the best little travel carrier for birds ever. Oh my gosh, it is perfect for like one or two budgies or a lovebird or if you have a parrotlet, something like that. It won't break the bank and I have used this for Zoltan over and over and it, it came with a water food dish, stainless steel that has a clip and a perch in it and it is just the perfect size for tiny little birds. And at any rate, I had bought this little travel container for when I got Aggie, and I'd started working with Zoltan with some millet. Uh, I'm not even sure when I started doing this. When did I start bringing you into the studio, Zoltan? Do you remember? But I, I first started doing it because I didn't think I was going to be able to get him on my finger all the way through my house, and my studio is in my basement, and clear to the back room, studio without him totally flipping out because he was still kind of a little bit of a wild stinker at that time. So I worked with him in and out of this little birdie carrier and it's a little wire carrier and I'd stick some millet in there and he would trust me enough that he would go in there and I could latch it and then I would bring him down here and he has his own play stand. Now he has two play stands. He also has his own television and he loves coming down here. He has a lot of room. He can flap around places to land, things to explore. He usually doesn't. He likes to be on his play stands, but he loved to start coming down here with me. And just the process of bringing him down in his little carrier, he felt safe. He liked it. He trusted me. And then he knew to get in his carrier to go back up and... It wasn't too awful long that he just started getting into the groove of coming down here with me and I didn't need the carrier anymore. He would either ride on my shoulder or he'd jump on my finger or whatever it was and he would just start coming down here with me and we'd hang out. I would also bring him down here when I did my editing and that's when he would watch TV and movies and stuff and sit there and play and I think he really enjoyed having alone time with me especially after a second bird came they love attention oh my god they love individual attention from humans it's amazing how much they love it so that was kind of our journey and how he came into the podcast end of things and he developed a following hello zimbabwe nose boots all around and <laughs> 
He has a fan base in Zimbabwe. And yeah, just a cheery little guy. Now, the funny thing about him was, is like I said, I would sit there and talk to him in the evenings. I spent a lot of time with him. And even after I got Aggie, I would kind of cover up that end of her cage so he couldn't see her and she couldn't see him. And I would sit and talk to him in the evenings and we would do our repeat words and our little phrases and everything. He was saying upwards towards 10 different phrases. I'm not sure if I got him up to 10 or not yet. But he was saying everything as recently as mid-February 2023, so just a few months ago. And after I got Mike, and Mike went through his quarantine period and then moved into the boys' dormitory cage, that was when Zoltan stopped talking. But he used to sit and jabber and talk and make nonsense words and all sorts of stuff in the other podcast. And that's how he got into podcasting and just, it worked. He was my podcast bird. So um, I'm kind of hoping that even running this podcast might be an interesting experiment. See if he starts talking again. I've been trying to work with him a little bit. After I got Murray the cockatiel, I've had to put a ton of time into Murray. So everyone else has been shortchanged a little bit as far as the individual attention goes. But Zoltan's getting back into the groove of coming back down here. So we'll see how it goes. And, uh, start bringing the other ones down here a little bit, rotating them through the, the show and see what happens. They all really do love attention. And I spend a lot of time in their bird room with them. I may not interact with them directly, but Cricket has gotten very interactive as of recently. And now Murray is kind of getting used to them a little bit. When I brought Murray into the scene two months ago, he hated them. So I didn't let them interact a whole lot, but he was still in the same room with them. And Zoltan, he's kind of the little budgie ambassador of sorts. He would come over and kind of hang with us on occasion on the other side of the room. So Murray has started to warm up to the budgie brigade a little bit. And Zoltan is probably my most chill budgie as far as just liking to sit and hang out with me. Cricket is definitely the friendliest and the most outgoing, and that's just an unusual story in and of itself. But that's basically Zoltan's story. I don't think I mentioned how I gave him his name, though. I picked his name out because I really enjoy Stephen King's stories. And the first book in his Gunslinger series, there is a bird named Zoltan that's a bit of a smart aleck, and it talks. So that's how Zoltan got his name, is through Zoltan the Talking Bird in a Stephen King book. <laughs> and as I record this, it is the weekend right before 4th of July, and there's some fireworks and stuff going on outside. So Zoltan is now kind of quiet because there's some explosions and stuff and firecrackers, I think, going on outside. And uh, so he's a little bit unsure of what those noises are. So he has stopped chirping and he looks a little bit on red alert, I think. So um, I'll probably get him back up to his cage in a little bit. But before we conclude, I thought I would tell an interesting story here. So I have Giant Dog who is, he's a Mastiff mix, and he is about as chill as it gets. Now, I do not recommend, and you see it all day long on YouTube, you know, cats playing with birds, dogs playing with birds, this and that. I do not recommend it. If you do happen to have a really chill dog or something, make sure you always supervise the situation, and you don't have a dog that's really prey-driven. 
A lot of dogs are very prey-driven, and it doesn't take much to amp up. And trust me, as soon as you leave the room, they start making their own rules. So you have to be very careful. So I am very careful. Giant Dog has been trained. He does not even chase the squirrels outside. He goes out, lays in the middle of the yard when I feed the squirrels, and they actually forage around him. So he is just not prey-driven. He's not a chase dog by any means. And then he has just recently, this year, he had his knee replaced. He's going to have to have his other knee replaced. So he's a very well-trained boy. He is a service dog to me. He's an anxiety dog for me. And he and Zoltan started being friends very early on. He just seemed to have a sense of how protective I was over Zoltan. And one day, oh, probably about two months in, I look over, I had Zoltan's cage open, and Zoli was sitting on the doorway of his cage, reaching as far as he could with his beak, and and the dog was sitting there reaching as far as he could with his, his nose, and they were nose to nose, just trying to figure out each other and being friendly with each other, and it was it was the cutest moment ever. But sometimes Zoltan flaps down and he forages on the floor and looks and sees if there's any bird seed down there to be had or anything and cruise right past the dog and the dog just sits there and watches him. There's been times where he gets flapping around the room and he lands on the dog and the dog usually kind of freaks out. He doesn't like it when Zoltan is on him because he's afraid he's going to hurt him. So he kind of freezes up and is worried that he's going to get scolded or something, I think, but At any rate, one time we were down here, Zoltan was really losing his patience with me. It was past his birdie bedtime, and he kept trying to fly to the door, but the door was shut. And I'd put him back over on his perch, and he'd try to fly to the door, and he'd land on the floor, and he couldn't get out of the room. And finally, he was getting really irritated with me, and he saw a micro dog sitting there. And he flew over to micro dog, he jumped up on her scruff, hung onto her scruff and he was just looking at her like he was saying I know you know how to get there just take me to my cage come on you you're there all the time just take me back up there and uh microdog is an elderly chihuahua and she's about as mild-mannered as it gets also she's very used to everything I'm with my dogs 24-7 and then I'm also with the birds 24-7 so They know what's expected of them, and here again, I supervise everything, but that was a pretty cute moment down here in the studio with the dogs and Zoltan, and he was communicating his needs pretty loud and clear that day, so we all just called it a day, went back up, and he got to go go to bed. (laughs) They do have internal clocks that are pretty amazing, so anyhow, that is Zoltan's story. He's quite the little guy. And he's got quite the personality going on. When I did take him in for a wellness check to a veterinary clinic, January, I believe, early January, everyone was impressed with how utterly tame he was and how friendly he was. He got handled and poked and prodded and yanked on and and looked at and examined. And he was friendly with everybody, even after they examined him thoroughly, and they could not believe it. That's just how much time I have spent with them. And budgies in particular tend to be just a little bit flighty, a little bit skittish, a little bit energetic little birds. So sometimes they get a little bit spooked easy, that sort of thing. So when you get one that's really chill and he's not freaked out by everything, 
It is a beautiful thing, but trust me, I have put in my time with him over the past year plus to get him to where he is. And then I also think that birds, just like dogs, I call it their puppy stage when they're very young. It is just natural instinct to be skittish and afraid of everything and anything that moves, take off flying and freak out and, oh my gosh, be worried. It is just in their nature, and that is a, a defense mechanism for them. It actually keeps them safe when they're young and they don't understand the world around them yet. So if you're just starting out and you're just getting a baby bird and you're starting out with a budgie, be aware that it's a journey with them. And the videos out there on YouTube, those birds are tame before they start making those videos and they demonstrate how to get the bird to step up with millet and all that. Be aware. Those videos are not being made when that bird is still wild from the pet store. Sometimes you will get one that's very easy to work with right out of the box. That was Cricket. We'll talk about that in a couple of episodes. But uh, yeah, Zoltan was quite the little challenge. He was quite the little stinker. And it's been the journey with him, but it has been worth every second of that. And he is an amazing little companion now. And they're, they're very, very intelligent. They absolutely know their owner, and they bond with you like crazy. Another thing I did, I'm just going to mention really quick, like I said, in the evenings I would sit and talk to him, and a lot of times I would just, the door of his cage would just be open. I don't lock him in his cage until it's ready for bedtime. So sometimes I would just sit there on the floor right by the, the cage door, and he would just jump down to the, I guess, the threshold of his cage door and, and sit there and listen to me talk. And he'd listen to me say my words over and over that he was trying to learn. And then as they get friendlier with you, they'll get curious about you. He would start jumping on my head. He would jump on my finger by choice. He would jump on my shoulder. And eventually we started playing the jump on mom's head game. And he thought that was pretty cool because he was getting brave enough to do that on his own. So play with your birds. Sit there and interact with them. Let them get used to you. And do not put too high of expectations on them. You may get one from a pet store and it was handled rough. It could have been handled super rough from the colony where they were bred. And then if it was shipped to the pet store, it could have got handled rough. And then it could have got handled rough by the pet store clerks. Oh my gosh, some of those big box stores and stuff, their employees make minimum wage. They are not bird experts. They're not animal experts. They're just people that want to work there. And they may really like animals, but you don't know how gentle they are. They may not be aware of how rough they're being. Or that they're being just a little bit too scary or a little bit too abrupt when they're cleaning the cage and it's terrifying. You never know. You just don't know. So if you've got a bird that's really hard to tame, try to keep it in mind that that little guy or that little girl may have had it really rough before it came into your life and it's still very young and very skittish. So spend lots of time with it. Let it get used to you. Let it get used to your presence and try to keep its cage in a central location where it's going to get a lot of exposure and that helps desensitize them. They'll get used to all sorts of things that way and it's more helpful than you can imagine. So give it a whirl 
And then I guess the only, <laughs> he's still looking just a little bit freaked out by the fireworks or something there. I'm not sure, but that is Zoltan's story. I guess we're going to get him back up to his cage here and I'll get editing this and see if I can get this out and into everybody's ears tomorrow. And we wish you a happy and safe 4th of July, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.